Chapter fifty three of Hero Tales from History. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Chad Horner from Benidorm, in the province of Alicante, in southeast Spain, on the Mediterranean coast. Andrew Jackson, America's most popular hero. About ten years before the signing of the Declaration of Independence, two Irish linen weavers, Andrew and Elizabeth Jackson, came across the Atlantic to a backwoods settlement in North Carolina. There the young settlers built a cabin, but before they had lived long in their rude little home, Andrew Jackson died, leaving his wife with two small sons, Hugh and Robert. The young widow went to live with a sick sister a few miles away, and when the third baby boy was born to her here, she named him Andrew for his dead father. The house in which little Andrew Jackson was born was so near the boundary line between North and South Carolina that years afterwards both states claimed him as their son. Elizabeth Jackson had to keep house for her sister to support herself and her three little boys. Andrew was in his tenth year when the War of Independence broke out in the North. Three years later the British came to fight near the Jacksons' home in the South. Hugh, the oldest, now a lad of seventeen, fought in the Battle of Stono and died, soon after, of heat and exhaustion. Then the British troops came nearer, and Widow Jackson, with Robert and Andrew, was driven from her poor home. These terrible experiences developed in the tall, red-haired freckled thirteen-year-old scotch-irish lad a deep hatred of the redcoats as the british soldiers were called as if andrew had not already reasons enough for hating his enemies a squad of dragoons surprised him with his brother robert and a cousin lieutenant thomas crawford at the home of the crawfords where they had brought tom wounded and ill for his mother's care after capturing the young american soldiers three the british cavalrymen broke the Crawford's dishes, tore their clothing, ripped open feather beds, insulted the frightened mother, and abused the little children. Then, as for a crowning insult, the British officer ordered Andy to clean his boots. The young Irish soldier drew himself up and said proudly, Sir, I am not a servant, but a prisoner of war, and I claim to be treated as such. The angry dragoon struck at the youth's head with his sabre. Andrew threw up his hand and saved his own life by breaking the force of the stroke, but received deep cuts on his forehead and hand. He wore the two scars to his dying day. Andrew's brother Robert was commanded to perform the same low service and refused with the same proud spirit. He also received a sword cut on his head, which nearly killed him. The two Jackson youths were then taken away to a prisoner pen at Camden, South Carolina where American soldiers were treated like beasts, and where many were already dying of smallpox. While the Jackson brothers were in this prison, a battle was fought nearby. Young Andrew whittled a hole through a board with an old razor, so that he could watch the battle that was raging around them. When the poor mother heard that her wounded sons were confined in a filthy prison where they were exposed to smallpox, she walked forty miles to Camden and managed to have them exchanged for some British soldiers the Americans had captured. Begging the use of two horses, she placed Robert on one of them, as he was very ill with smallpox. 
she rode the other horse to hold her son in his saddle and young andrew weak and wounded sick and sore staggered along behind them on foot robert died two days after reaching home but andrew recovered after a long and severe illness after nursing her only remaining son back to health that brave unselfish mother heard that many american soldiers were sick and dying in the british prison ship in the harbour of charleston south carolina she walked more than one hundred and fifty miles to nurse and help them as she had nursed her own sons she took the ship fever and died giving her devoted life for freedom and for country so andrew jackson now a tall thin youth of fourteen with a shock of sandy hair was without father mother brothers money or near friends but with a bitter grudge against british as the cause of all his troubles and sorrows his life was made better by his deep love of his brave noble mother's memory when he grew up and became the most popular man in the united states andrew jackson often said with a smile of pride that i learned from my good old mother andrew jackson had but few chances to go to school and then only a few weeks at a time he learned the saddler's trade and studied when he could take the time from hard work little as he learned from books he knew more than most of his neighbours he taught school sometimes to add to what he earned at his trade so that he could study law even north carolina wild as that new country was became too civilized for andrew jackson and he crossed the mountains into tennessee and settled at nashville where he began to practice law in that rough country he soon became a leader in the midst of the wild life in which the chief sports were horse racing indian shooting fighting duels and the like young judge jackson was heel fellow well met he soon was elected to congress but he found life at the capital entirely too genteel for him when the southern indians went on the warpath and massacred white settlers general jackson and his troops from tennessee drove them from place to place and killed nearly all the savage murderers he was called the hero of the war of eighteen twelve because he won the battle of new orleans the greatest land victory in that war the people loved general jackson because he was a bluff warm-hearted man and because whether he fought with the indians or the british he thrashed them every time he was named old hickory because he was about as tough in fibre and as rough on the outside as the hickory tree he was probably the most popular hero that ever lived in america for more boys were named andrew jackson than even george washington or abraham lincoln january eighth the date of jackson's victory at new orleans is celebrated as jackson day jackson was called the man of the people including the rough and ready people of the great new west jefferson represented the more educated classes while washington was the man of the upper class of people still jackson stood for the white people only it was abraham lincoln who came thirty years later and stood for all the people black and white general jackson was elected and carried to the white house by a great wave of popularity the people were so pleased to have him for their president that they crowded into the white house and stood on the new satin covered furniture in their muddy boots they broke the china and glassware and spilled punch on the velvet carpets in their frantic efforts to shake hands with their hero president they nearly crushed him to death president jackson treated his political enemies as he did the indians and the english he turned thousands of men out of office and appointed his friends in their places.
to the victors belong the spoils he said but most people today believe the warlike president had the wrong idea in treating public service as spoils of war after serving his country as president andrew jackson lived at the hermitage a beautiful mansion he had built near nashville tennessee when the aged ex-president knew he was dying he called his friends and slaves around his bed and told them he wanted them all to meet him in heaven when the simple glad old hero died they found his dead wife's miniature close to his heart where he had won it for many years then they remembered that rough and violent as he often had been with men he had never spoken a cross or cruel word to his wife or any of his own household the bravest are the tenderest End of chapter 53 Recording by Chad Horner from Benidorm in the province of Alicante in southeast Spain on the Mediterranean coast